When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. And welcome to episode 593 of the Sonic Society, the world's greatest showcase of modern audio theatre. I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Welcome everyone to our first episode on the Mutual Audio Network. As you can tell, we've moved from Tuesday nights to Sundays and are happily part of the Sunday Showcase each and every week. For any new listeners, the Sonic Society has been operating for 15 years as a weekly sampler of some of the great audio dramas and podcast fiction that you can find, and Jack and I are your happy hosts on this merry voyage through the audio entertainment medium. And tonight's no exception at all, as we welcome back to the Sonic stage, Evil Kitten Productions, <laughs> and one of our favorite detective shows, Neon Knights, The Arcane Files of Jack Tracer, Season 2, as well as the pilot episode of their exciting science fiction series, Project Nova, and, what because we like to squeeze just one one more show in tonight's super packed Sonic <laughs> Society premiere on Mutual Audio. The pilot episode, Evil Kitten's new exciting series, John Blade, Super Spy. A trilogy, or rather a litter of evil kittens. <laughs> and it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. My name is Jack Tracer. I used to be a private detective in Neon City. I used to solve arcane crimes that involved cults, vampires, and demons. I used to believe in standing up for what was right and fighting against the forces that hurt those who were most susceptible to threats of evil. I used to believe that I could protect the people that I cared about and that I could find retribution the sins that I have committed in my past. But now, I only believe in getting home as all that matters. I made a deal with the Harbinger of Death himself to save the only good things that were left in my life, but I have never been one to go down without a fight. So here I am, traveling through a portal God knows where, to God knows when, but I swear I will find my way back no matter what it takes and no matter who it hurts. Don't worry, Red. I'll be back soon. Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright, but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. last left our story, Detective Jack Tracer was hurtling helplessly to an unknown end. We now find our wary wanderer unconscious in an unknown alleyway. But what is this new world? Find out in part one 
of our exciting Season 2 prologue. What in the ever-loving... My head. Feels like I drank two handles of whiskey and chased it with a haymaker to the face. Where am I? This looks like Neon City, but I can't be right. Did I not leave? Excuse me, ma'am, can you tell me where I am? Go to hell, weirdo. Look, look, ma'am, I don't mean any trouble. I just need to know where I am. You got three seconds to get the hell away from me. Whoa! Lady, put the gun down! One, two... I'm going! I'm going! What the hell was that about? Neon City is dangerous, but people don't just go around pulling guns on each other. And there's someone else. Alright, Jack, just keep alert and be ready for a fight. Just in case. Excuse me, pal. I hate to bother you, but, uh... What the hell you want? I don't have any money, but I've got a ten-inch blade with your name on it if you want to try me. What? I'm no mugger. I just need some information. You think I'm stupid? Naive? I dare you to come closer. Look, you stupid bastard. I just need to know if this is Neon City. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, this is Neon City. You not from around here? I mean, I am. I I sort of am. Just not sure if I'm from this Neon City or not. Look, I don't have time to deal with any crazy buggers like you. So unless you want to leave a chalk outline on the pavement, I suggest you get out of here. Is everyone around here this nuts, or am I just special? I'm not going to tell you again. If you know what's good for you... Oh, fiddlesticks. Black jackets. Black jackets? Fiddlesticks? As the man ran off, a goddamn tank rolls up on the street. And this tank isn't like the ones from the war. This thing was huge. Almost two full stories tall, with at least four machine gun turrets and two cannons. If this is Neon City... It's not the neon city I was used to. A door opened up on the side, and three men, if you could call them that, marched out. They wore large black helmets, what looked to be gas masks, and, well, long black leather jackets. They each carried machine guns, really high-powered machine guns, which were now being pointed at me. Civilian, stay where you are and place your hands in the air. Look, fellas... I'm not from around here. Civilian, you have three seconds to comply before we open fire. They're up. They're up. What is your name, civilian? Jack. Jack Tracer. What is your occupation, civilian Tracer? I, uh, I used to be a cop, but now I'm a private detective. Or I I was. You served in the Neon City Armored Command? What was your rank? I was a, uh, lieutenant. Central, need a confirmation of former AC officer, Jack Tracer. Unconfirmed. No such name on file. Checking civilian registry. No records of a Jack Tracer living in Neon City. Recommendation to be placed into custody. Where is your identification, civilian Tracer? (laughs) Wouldn't you know it. I left my wallet back in my other jacket. Civilian Tracer, I am placing you under arrest. For what? I haven't done anything. You can't just arrest me for not having ID. Clearly you are not. Hello, listeners. Will Snyder here, co-creator of Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. And this is our first ever edition of Audio Drama Spotlight. A chance for other audio dramas in the community to spread the word on their awesome shows. And for our first ever edition of Audio Drama Spotlight, we're going to feature our sister show, Midnight Horror. Here is Rachel Craig to tell you all about it. Hey guys, this is Rachel Craig, the creator of Midnight Horror. It's a podcast where I tell you a scary story that will surely send chills up your spine. 
My stories are both original and adapted from other tales, so please look for me on iTunes, your favorite podcast app, or evilkittenproductions.com. And you can also like my Midnight Horror Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at Midnight Horror, and that's spelled M-I-D-N-I-T-E, Horror. I hope I don't give you too many nightmares. And if you would like to be a part on a future audio drama spotlight, shoot us an email at neonnightspodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter or Facebook. And now, back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Mm, son of a bitch. Where am I? No talking, civilian. Look, pal can't just assault me like that. I have my rights. You have the right to remain silent or the right to die. Your choice. So I remained silent. Next to me was a window. As I looked out, I saw the sprawling metropolis of this neon city. Dark, cold, with numerous factories emitting a black smoke over the bustling residents below. The only light shining through the thick fog were, of course, the neon signs. At least that hasn't changed. I had never seen a vehicle like this before. It was like a plane, but flying straight up. There was a black jacket at the helm and two more black jackets, I assumed the two of the three I had encountered earlier, sitting on either side of me. Eventually, the rude black jacket stood up to speak to the pilot. Where are we going? No talking, civilian. Don't I at least get a trial? That's for Max to decide. Who's Max? You'll see. A few seconds later, we cleared the dense, shadowy clouds of the city. And hell's bells, there it was. A massive airship. And when I say massive, I mean the length of a damn skyscraper. Twice the size of a battleship. We finally docked in the colossal dirigible and were met by more black jackets as well as a woman, looking to be of Japanese descent. The rude black jacket gave her a salute. This is him. Max wants to see him immediately. I'll tell Max that I'd like to see a lawyer. No! Oh! What the hell was that for? I would have stopped being cute if I were you. It's a long way down back to Neon City, and we are all out of parachutes. Understood? Yeah. Understood. This woman packs a hell of a punch. I've never been hit that hard before. I accept my damn mercy. Well, and Lillian. Well, and Red. What is it with me and getting my ass kicked by women? We walked down a series of long corridors. This ship was fancy, too. Not like the grime in the city below. This felt like being on a luxury ocean liner. Like the Titanic or something. We walked through a few large dining rooms where upper-class elites were eating expensive-looking meals and drinking expensive-looking drinks, all while these pin-up Gorgeous women served them. I was eventually led to a set of large wooden doors inlaid with gold. The woman opened the doors, and inside was an enormous office, complete with a large oak desk that stretched almost the entire length of the room. And behind the desk sat a middle-aged man in a fine suit. He wore round spectacles and was smoking a cigar. He was on the phone, and seemed to be in the middle of some sort of business pitch. I'm telling you, Max, this city is going to be a beacon of hope and prosperity. A utopia for men like you and me to escape the evils of government and religion and altruism. With your investment, we can achieve this dream together. Oh, thank you, Mr. Ryan, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to pass. I have everything I need here, and after all, the people of Neon City need my guidance, my investments, or their world will descend into chaos. 
Besides, an underwater utopia? Do you think you're going to recreate the fabled Atlantis? You'll see, Max. You'll all see. Rapture will be a paradise for mankind. Thank you for calling, Mr. Ryan. Step four. Oh, me? Yeah, you. What's your name? Jack Tracer. And where are you from? Neon City. Oh, bullshit. I know everyone in Neon City, and you I have never seen before. Now, where are you from? I told you, I'm from Neon- Oh! As you can see, Hagoto here is quite the skilled bodyguard. I suggest you start being honest with me, or she will snap your neck. Would you knock it off with all the tough talk? If you think that you and Hakuto here can intimidate me, you're dead wrong. I have fought things scarier than anything that you can bring to the table. But if you want the truth, fine. Here it is. I'm a private detective, and around three months ago, I started having to deal with supernatural cases. I fought a cult, a vampire, a demon, and an invisible whatever, only to find out that it was part of an elaborate ploy by the angel of death himself to kill me after my former partner died in a fire that was meant for me. As part of a deal with the angel of death, I went through a portal of some kind to this reality where I don't exist. I haven't even been here for one hour and already I've had my nose almost broken and I've been threatened with death three times. So there, there's the truth. Now please, do me a favor and tell me just exactly who the hell you are. My name is Maximilian Magnus McQueen. The Six, if you want to get specific. But everyone just calls me Max. And I own Neon City, so to speak. My company, uh, McQueen Mechanization, took this wretched scum bucket of a town and turned it into the manufacturing powerhouse you see before you. Producing everything from airships of grandeur to impenetrable armored vehicles to weapons of immense destruction to advanced robotics. Robotics? Yes. My vision has created a city of free labor allowing mankind to become far wealthier than he ever could imagine. That's who I am, Mr. Tracer. Now the question becomes, what to do with you? Look, Mr. McQueen. Max. Max? I don't want to interfere with anything you're doing here. I don't know who you are. And no offense, but frankly, I don't care. I'm just trying to get back to my own world, or reality, or universe, or time, or place, or dimension, or whatever. I know that sounds like something out of the Twilight Zone, but I swear to everything that I hold dear, it's true. I believe you. And I'm going to help you. Help me? Yes. You see, I used to have an employee working for me. An Atticus Bell. Brilliant scientist working in quantum physics or something, I'm not sure. He told me once that he was devising a machine that could allow a man to jump between different realities. Just before he was able to finish his work, however, he disappeared, along with all the crucial info on how his machine works. I want you, Mr. Tracer, to find Bell and bring him to me. If this machine works, I'll allow you to use it to go back to your own reality. Do we have a deal? Yeah. Deal. Excellent. You can start immediately. Hagato can show you out. Thanks, Max. No thanks are in order, but just know this. If you cross me... You won't exist in this reality either. Let's go. Bit of an eccentric, isn't he? 
Max is a genius and the only thing that keeps Neon City from tearing itself apart. He sees everything and knows everything. It'll be in your best interest to remember that. Fair enough. So where can I start in finding this missing scientist? Rumor has it he was last seen associating with some men from the Dead Rose Crime Syndicate. Find them first. Where do they usually hang out? You're the detective. You figure it out. Oh yeah, one more thing. You'll need this. Thanks. A little much, don't you think? Don't be stupid. Just take it. As Hakutu walked away, I'd slowly become a parent. But I was going to be here for a while. I had no allies, no leads, and a psychopath watching my every move. Oh well. Time to find the dead rose and begin my journey home. Thanks to the mysterious Max McQueen, Jack certainly has a lot on his plate. But can he discover the location of the dead rose in enough time to sniff out the missing scientist? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Our Season 2 prologue was written and directed by Will Snyder. Theme song was done by Daniel Carl, with additional music by Kevin McLeod. Jack Tracer and Mr. Ryan was played by Will Snyder. Woman was played by Haley Oldham. Man was played by Mike Callahan. Blackjack at number one was played by David Bennett. Hakuto and Blackjack at number two was played by Kim Fukawa. And narration and Max was done by John Patrick Wenzel. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer and visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. If you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Finally, if you love the show, help us grow by liking, sharing, and subscribing to Neon Knights. Thanks for listening. From Evil Kitten Productions, this is Project Nova. Episode 1, Subortus. Initiating revival sequence. Pod containing subject 1 process has begun. Pod is open. Welcome, subject 1. Uh, hello? Welcome, subject 1. Where am I? You are currently located in the Nova Station pod bay. Why Why can't I see anything? Do not be alarmed. Normal sensory functions will return momentarily. Why can I hear you? Auditory sensory functions are the first to return. This allows me to communicate with you. And who are you? I am the computer. I was created to serve as an interface between subjects and Project Nova. Why am I laying down? Please remain in your pod. Screw that. It would be wise to refrain from leaving your pod until sensory functions are returned. Too late. At least I couldn't really feel that. Noted. This warning message will be conveyed to the rest of the subjects before they emerge from their pods. Other subjects? Although you cannot see, there are four pods located in the pod A. There are more people here? Hey! Can I- can anyone hear me? I am preparing to revive subject two. I- I'm the only one awake? Affirmative. Why can't you revive everyone? I am not operating at 100% energy capacity. Alright, bonus round. Who am I? You are a subject of Project Nova. Your designation is Subject 1. <sighs> what an honor. Now, what exactly is 
Project Nova. Initiating revival sequence. Pod containing subject to. Fine, ignore me. Pod is open. Welcome, subject to. Do not be alarmed. Normal sensory functions will return momentarily. It would be wise to refrain from leaving your pod until sensory functions are returned. Hey, listen to the computer. Don't, don't be like me. Subject one is currently on the floor. Hmm. What the hell is going on? Welcome, subject two. Where? We're pod people or something. Uh, people from pods. That thing that's talking is a computer. I'm not a computer. I think. I can't really see myself, so I, I, I can't be sure. Who are you? Apparently, I'm subject one. You're subject two. Try not to get jealous. We're part of something called Project Nova. Why can't I see anything? Something about our senses being fucked. We can hear, and I'm pretty sure I'm starting to feel stuff. How can you tell? The floor is cold. Are we the only ones here? Initiating revival sequence. Pod containing subject three. Process has begun. Never mind. Pod is open. Welcome, subject three. Do not be alarmed. Normal sensory functions will return momentarily. It would be wise to refrain from leaving your pod until sensory functions are returned. Where am I? You're alive. But temporarily blind. Your name is subject three. I'm subject one. I'm not bragging or anything. That's just how it worked out. It's starting to feel like bragging. Oh, and I'm subject too. That other voice you hear is the computer. What is going on? You are all subjects of Project Nova. Also that. This is insane. <clears throat> are you on the floor now too? I, uh... It's alright, I think I'm starting to see. A little, at least. I, I think... I think the floor is cold. Hey, look at you! You're getting some feeling back. I think I'm starting to see some shapes. Initiating revival sequence. Pod containing subject four. Process has begun. How many of us are there? Just four. Error. Initiating revival sequence. Subject four cannot be revived. What's going on? I think our last friend is having some trouble. What can you see? The room is pretty small. I, I think I can make out the pods. I, I think we're all in a little circle. I'm waving my arms. Can you see me? I think so. You're in the pod across from me. How do I look? Are you still on the floor? Yeah, but I'm getting some feeling back in my legs. I can see you. Me? No. Number one or whatever. Subject one. Right, that. Hey, computer. Any luck with that last pod? Subject four cannot be revived. Why not? All pods are equipped with a failsafe. If no brain activity is detected, the subject will not be revived until a proper medical professional can review the situation. And where are these medical professionals? There are no medical professionals currently located in the pod bay. I think I'm starting to see things. Great. <coughs> okay, let's see what we've got here. Look at you, you're standing and... What? I think you might be naked. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely naked, so are you. That explains why you're just a beige blob. Oh, charming. It looks like there are some robes on the back of our pods. Robes are provided for your comfort and personal modesty. <laughs> fuck modesty, it's freezing in here. Oh, fuck! Oh, God. What was that? She fell. Not quite as stable as I thought. Alright, let me try. The floor is cold. Told you. What now? Now? Uh, now I'm going to sit here for a second. I don't know about you, but I just woke up in a strange pod with a computer telling me that I'm some sort of subject. Subject one. Right. Also, I don't have a clue how I got here, or even who I am. I think I can get up. Grab a robe. At the very least, they seem clean. So, is anyone going to ask the obvious question? Which obvious question? Where are we? Oh, I asked that. The computer said that... You are currently located in the pod bay. We know that much. The pod bay is located in Nova Station, part of Project Nova. What? Something called Project Nova. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Computer, what is Project Nova? I cannot answer that question. Why not? It is against my protocol. Hey, I think I can stand. Great, get over here and join the club. Computer. Yes, subject to. So, 
How's it going? I am not operating at 100% energy capacity. What is Project Nova? I cannot answer that question. Hey! When you woke me up, you told me that you were here to act as an interface between us and Project Nova. Affirmative. But you can't tell us what Project Nova actually is? Affirmative. Why not? It is against my protocol. How can you act as an interface when you can't tell us what's going on? I do not understand the question. That's convenient. Hey, you two. Come over here. What's going on? This pod, er, subject four. I think she's alive. But the computer said that she- The computer said that it couldn't read brain activity, not that she was dead. But if it can't read her brain activity, why would we be any help? I think the pod is broken. Broken? You see those cables coming out of the pod? Yeah. I think they're monitoring vital signs, and look at her. I still really can't see that clearly. Those uh, electrodes? They're just laying next to her. So... So, if the electrodes came loose, it fell off, I wouldn't be able to read her brain activity. Oh, computer! Yes, subject one. The pod is broken. She's fine. You can revive her. All pods are equipped with a failsafe. If no brain activity is detected, the subject will not be revived until a proper medical professional can review the situation. We don't have situation. any medical professionals. Open the pod. All pods are equipped with a failsafe. If Open no the pod, you disembodied piece of shit! What are we gonna do? Computer. Yes, subject two. What happens if a person is already awake before you open the pod? This is an impossibility. Subjects cannot wake before the pod is open. But what if the subject was awake? What would happen? That is an impossibility. What are you thinking? I think we can trick the system, but I don't know what'll happen. Well, with your plan, what's the worst case scenario? One of us dies and she stays trapped in that pod. So just a bit worse off than we are now? Just a bit. All right, what's the plan? I think we can unhook the cables that monitor her brain activity from our end, then we just have to replace them with the cables from one of our pods. And hook it up to one of us. Right. The computer will be able to register brain activity. And open the pod! The only question is, who is going to hook themselves up to that pod? You heard the computer, we have no idea what will happen. So... Rock, paper, scissors? Oh my god. What? It's just, I, I can't remember my name, but I know how to play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, this shit is all kinds of crazy. How are we gonna do this? Uh, winner has to plug in? Sounds fair. One, two, three, shoot? Does anyone actually play it any differently? I, I don't remember. <laughs> One, two, three, shoot! Who chooses paper? I do, and it's not my fault you both go right to rock. Are we going to do this or not? We don't have to, you know. We're all out and alive. <laughs> what are we going to do instead? Do you see a door out of here? Do you see anything in this room except for the pods? We can do this, or we can do nothing. But we can do nothing. That is an option. <sighs> well, I'm not going to have my first memory being about that time I left somebody to die. If the computer is right, she'll just be kept alive in there until... Until I... what? No, but oh, I'm just... doing this. All right. Subject three. That's me, right? Who else is there? Get over here and help me with this. It looks like this is the one that was connected to my head. Do you see where it connects to the pod? I think so. Great. Here, hold the rest of these cables. I'll see if I can unhook it. Easy. Now what? Now we're going to connect these electrodes to subject the first's head. <laughs> That's subject one to you. Connect the electrodes to her head, and I'll swap out the cables in this broken pod. Hopefully the computer will register the brain activity and open the pod. Hopefully. Only one way to find out. Hook me up! Brave on your first day of... whatever this is. Stop talking. Start doing. Alright. Does this look right? Perfect. Now, I just need to... Warning. Warning. Pod containing subject 4 is damaged. Subject is compromised. Subject 4 will be recycled in 30 seconds. Uh, what does that mean? Can't be good. Did you swap the cables? I'm working on it. Well, work faster. Sure, that helps. Subject 4 will be recycled in 20 seconds. Alright, it's done. Computer, revive subject 4. No brain activity is detected. Pod containing subject 4 has been compromised. Subject 4 will be recycled in 10 seconds. What does it mean, no brain activity? The electrodes. One came loose. Damn it, stick it down. I've got it. I'm holding it. Hurry up. Computer, revive subject 4. Initiating revival sequence. Pod containing subject 4. <laughs> Booyah! Suck it, computer! I do not understand the directive. Can I take these things off yet? Oh, wait until the pod opens. 
Pod is open. Welcome, Subject 4. Alright, take them off. Normal sensory functions. That was fun. Momentarily, it would be wise to refrain from leaving your pod until right? sensory functions are returned. What the hell? <laughs> I like her. Who said that? Where am I? It's okay, you're safe. Ish. You're safe-ish. Uh, why can't I move? Or, or see anything? Wow. Sorry, we may have been talking over the computer's message. It's okay, uh, you should be able to move and see pretty soon. Guys? If you're cold, there are roads. Even if you are cold, you are kind of sort of naked. Guys? Have you looked at the robes? At the back of them? No, I just put it up. Oh. Wow. What are you guys looking at? Oh. What's going on? Hang tight, new developments. What? What does mine say? Project Nova, subject to designated Vespucci. How about mine? Project Nova, subject one, designated Armstrong. Armstrong? Turn around to number three. What does it say? Project Nova, blah, 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 designated Batuta. Excuse me? Batuta. That's what it says. What are you guys talking about? What is this about a Nova? How many of you are there? Something called Project Nova. We don't know anything about it, and, and counting you, there are four of us. Who the fuck are you guys? Who... Who am I? That I can answer. My name is Armstrong. Your name is Everhart. Welcome to the family. Access Project Nova Log. New entry. Project commencement. Successful initiation of trial designated Subortus. All four subjects are alive and healthy. Subjects have also discovered their monikers. This should help foster a sense of personal identity despite the lack of memory. Subjects completed the first trial more quickly than anticipated. The timetable for the second trial has been adjusted accordingly. Subjects show early promise and entry. Close Project Nova Log. Project Nova is an Evil Kitten production. Project Nova is written and directed by Aaron Sarka. The Project Nova theme was composed by Aaron Sarka. All other music can be found on the Free Music Archive. Sound effects were provided by freesound.org. This episode starred Sarah Sarka as Armstrong, TJ Anderson as Vespucci, John Pennick as Batuta, Rachel Craig as Eberhardt, and Aaron Sarka as the computer. Transcripts for each episode can be found at our website, evilkittenproductions.com. You can support Project Nova and all of the other Evil Kitten Productions by checking out our Patreon. Information is available in the show notes. We will return in one week's time with Episode 2, Inventa. Inventa. Blade. The very name strikes fear into the hearts of anyone who would threaten democracy. John Blade is a super-secret agent, Michelin-rated sushi chef, and international man of mystery. When crisis strikes, when space terrorists take over the moon, and when a beautiful woman of indeterminate foreign nationality needs the making of love, there's only one man for the job. John Blade. Welcome to the continuing adventures of John Blade, Super Spy, an original audio drama written by Kyle Encinas and produced by Evil Kitten Productions. What are you doing, John? Did the noise wake you? I was just having a dream. I dreamt I was having the most satisfying sexual experience of my life. That wasn't a dream. (laughs) Come back to bed. Let us make my dream a reality again. Sorry, Mimi. The world isn't going to save itself. I have a secret volcano lair to infiltrate. John, please, don't go. I don't want you to get hurt. I'm John Blade, baby. Hurt is not a word that I understand. Or know how to spell. 
If I knew you were going to make gymnastic, sweaty, passionate love to me and just leave, I would never have revealed the secret to stopping Professor Tantamount. We both came out ahead. I got the secret to infiltrating his lair, and you got multiple orgasms. The world gets saved. Win, win, win. How dare you speak to me that way? <coughs> I want you. Now. Not now, Mimi. Tantamount's deadline to the United Nations expires at midnight. That gives me 45 minutes to destroy his weather machine. Even with the access codes, you'll never stop Tantamount. He has guards, countermeasures, hallways filled with lava pits and oscillating saws. Hush now. Calm your hysterical nerves. Shall I pour you a drink? I'm not being hysterical. I know I've only known you for 12 hours, but there's a connection between us. I've never felt this way before. It's not something I've experienced with my other numerous sexual partners. I'm not surprised. The John Blade experience is not easily forgotten. But a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Does it have to be you? You can't be the only super secret agent in the world. Professor Tantamount made it personal. He killed my half-cousin. And I'm gonna make him pay. <clears throat> is this what he would have wanted? For you to throw your life away? Jimmy was a good cop. He was two days away from retirement. I won't let him die in vain. <clears throat> what was that for? For making me fall for you. I'm scared, John. I can't lose you. There's nothing to be scared of, Mimi. I'm a secret agent, and you're the woman I'm currently having sex with. Nothing is going to hurt you while I'm around. Aren't you the perfect knight in shining armor? If the sword fits. Oh, it fits. What are you going to do, Blade? What I do best. And then I'm going to infiltrate a volcano lair. I just don't understand how you don't like Harry Potter. It's mind-boggling. It's not that I don't like the books. The universe is really cool and magical and I want to live there and I want J.K. Rowling to speak at my funeral. I don't like Harry Potter, the person. That's bullshit. Excuse you, false? Harry Potter is awesome. Hey, he's the chosen one, right? But why? He kind of sucks at everything. He's the chosen one because of coincidence at best. He doesn't suck at everything. He's good at stuff. He's good at defense against the dark arts and Quidditch. Fighting in sports. He's a jock. I'm offended. That is offensive. You're offending me. And he's always complaining. He's so put upon. He's put upon because he has the weight of saving the world on his shoulders. It's warranted. Is it though? He's so whiny. The fifth book reads like a middle school live journal. Now, if I was saving the world, I don't think I'd complain half as much as this wizard who could be the lead singer of Dashboard Confessional. I don't even know you anymore. Dude, you're not supposed to have your phone. Oh, crap. It's my mom. If I don't pick this up now, so I just keep... Hi, Mom. I'm at work. What's up? Hi, Tita. That's just Troy. Yes, he got me the job. Uh, the security one? Yes, another new job. I don't know how long I'll be here. Yes, probably more than six weeks this time. I don't want to have the life direction conversation again. I have a job. I'm surviving. I think that's enough direction, quite frankly. No, I don't want Tito Tim to get me a job on his cruise ship. Because they're floating petri dishes and I think Tito Tim smells like soup. Is that what you want to hear? What the fuck is this? Mom, I gotta go. You might have spoken too early on the more than six weeks. Are you on your goddamn phone? It's unprofessional. I know you're fucking new here, so I ain't gonna turn you in. But if the professor saw you on the phone instead of guarding the fucking worthy machine, I don't even want to think about it. Now take your IT nerd friend here. IT special. And check the power couplings around the south wall. You got it. Sorry about that. Right away. These fucking air ducks. Bet there's a goddamn raccoon in there again. We heard from Blade yet? Not yet, sir. Spread eagle to guys in the van. Come in, guys in the van. Guys in the van, we got you ten by ten. We're concealed just outside the infill point. What's your position? I've breached the outer perimeter and I'm preparing to penetrate the lab section. 
Uh, penetrate? He's unconventional, but his results speak for themselves. Penetrating now. Sir, is now really the time? Shouldn't we be standing by just in case Blade needs backup? Lieutenant Bell, this is your first stop, so I'm going to fill you in. Once Blade starts letting the lead fly, job's done. World safe. All we have to do is wait. With all due respect, this isn't what I signed up for. Jenny, relax. When I first started working with Blade, I was always trying to get in on the action, too. With John Blade on our side, there's really not a lot for us to do. But you'd be so amazed with what you can do with extra time. Have you ever learned how to crochet? Weather machine online in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Startup process interrupted. Well, that was easy. A little too easy. Impressive. Thank you. I am to please. I don't believe we've had the pleasure, Miss... Altus. Have we met? Never. But your reputation precedes you, John Blade. Super spy. International man of mystery. Most dangerous man alive. Sexual athlete of some renown. I've heard you make love like a gorilla painting a Picasso with its feet. I've been known to break some hearts. I'm afraid that will not be the case tonight. Not until Professor Tantamount takes over the world, of course. In case you haven't noticed, your machine appears disabled. You've stopped nothing. You've merely postponed the inevitable. Hate to rain on your parade, but this is over. I will stop you. Savior of the world and all that. You understand. I wouldn't have it any other way. Swords? Couldn't we just get a drink like a couple of gentlemen? I'm afraid I don't drink. My body is temple of death. Shall we? You're amazing. I'm exhilarated. Guns would just rob this moment of its poetry, wouldn't you agree? I much prefer haikus. Much more concise and to the point. <laughs> joking. How apropos. I'm afraid that time for joking is past. I know your every move, Blade. I might surprise you. This dog still got a few tricks up his sleeve. Do you know how to play dead? Maybe you'll be able to show me. I'll make sure you get a treat. Don't get too close. You might get bit. I'll keep my fingers away from that mouth. Maybe check your hunches? Be careful. This dog's got a sword. You have no idea how long I've waited for a worthy opponent, Mr. Blade. Perhaps you've finally met your match, Miss Bolton. What? What the... How did you... How the hell... What did I do? You just killed John Blade, super spy. And now, I'm going to kill you. The Continuing Adventures of John Blade Super Spy was written by Kylan Sinus and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. Our theme song and other music are done by Kevin McLeod. Sound design is by Will Snyder. The role of John Blade is played by Chris Smith. Mimi Sweetbread is played by Kim Fukawa. Guard 3 is played by Chris Powell. Troy Adnan is played by Harsh Jag Gagumal. Jenny Bell is played by Nikki Jasper. The Commander is played by Aaron Reese Bozeman. The Voice PA is played by Rachel Craig. Guard One is played by Will Snyder. And Terry Baltus is played by Maureen Yasko. Follow John Blade on Twitter at JohnBladePod or at EvilKittenPods. Do you like the show? Want more John Blade content? Then please become a patron today. Just head to patreon.com forward slash evil kitten productions. We have tiers and rewards that can fit any budget. 
And finally, please help the show grow by giving us a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening. And that's this week's show. Please be sure to check the Sonic Society homepage at sonicsociety.org for upcoming news and episodes as usual from the Sonic Society. Only the network is new. Well, the, and the release day of the week. But everything else is the same. Same old brand new shows. Kind of an oxymoron. There. And the same old hosts. Why, David, <laughs> you are as fresh as the morning air. <laughs> Don't forget to add us to Twitter at Sonic Society or Astro Tour 2010. For the Astro Tour indeed never ends. Ends, ends, ends. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I'll have to use that. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> and join us back here next week for the Sonic Society. Until then, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord they didn't. He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery. I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg, arm along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least six months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far we have had $775 in donations of the 10000 we need come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only $5. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy Babian VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian